Well, hello and welcome to this week's uh, A Photographic Life. Passion is one great force that unleashes creativity because if you're passionate about something, then you're more willing to take risks. Yo-yo ma. I've been having a conversation in the last week with a number of different people, but one of the people I was speaking to that I thought I'd kind of reflect on this week is a guy called Philip North Coombs, who runs a a kind of a an, a project, I suppose, an initiative called uh, Photographers United. Uh, Philip's featured on a previous podcast telling us what photography means to him. Uh, and I mentioned Photographers United on that podcast, I think just before Christmas of last year. But anyway, um, the conversation we were having over the last uh, week was very much about the future of photography. Um and he's trying to bring together... I mean, what's interesting to me about Philip is I think he owns quite a, an interesting space with this project. By the way, you can check it out on Facebook, and they also have a website. But why he, I think he owns an interesting space is that he comes uh, very much from the, uh, the commission perspective of photography with a long career behind him and still a very su- successful career um, working for international brands and working... Um, as a working photographer. Um, He doesn't come from an art-based practice. He doesn't come from an independent background or a documentary background or a fine art background in that sense. And there seems to me very few uh, people from that commission background doing what Philip is doing, which is basically bringing together and trying to create a sense of community, primarily within that commissioned environment. But, you know, as always, we always say, you know, uh, boundaries, frontiers are, are crossed in, in all of this. Um, and we were talking about, really, I suppose, where photography is going. And what he's trying to do is to get some awareness of the importance of photography, um, primarily, I suppose, and uh, with the clients who commission it. My only concern with that is that if we look back at photography over through its whole um, history, we'll always see that photography... Um, has been pushed forward through technological development. Um, as the cameras have improved and allowed us to do different things, um, therefore the photography has developed along with it. And we're all aware that with the coming of the of the digital image, our clients realised they didn't have to pay for film and processing anymore or prints or contacting. Uh, it also allowed them to get images, as far as they were concerned, much quicker and certainly where we are now, have more control over those um, those images as they're actually being created. So that technology has taken us forward. And now, I, you know, we've been hearing for a long time about how Instagram is killing photography, how the mobile phone, the smartphone is killing photography. But to me, these are just... I suppose developments just like in the throughout the history of photography from the 35 millimeter camera or the rangefinder camera or uh, uh, in lens focusing whatever you want to you want to say but anyway um, so what I'm trying to say is that we shouldn't be trying and wasting our time and our energy in trying to um, educate the clients we once had within magazines or advertising agencies what we should be doing is focusing on where photography is going and taking those photographic visual storytelling narrative compositional skills and taking them into new worlds and technology 
will allow us to do that. Uh, anyway, a very interesting conversation. And I suppose really where I come from with this, and I'm sure it's a, um, a thought process that many of you are going through, is about where your photography is going uh, from a commission perspective, from the idea of some form of financial revenue. And where I'm, I am with this is that we should be fighting for what can be, not for what was. I don't want to um, be the person who goes on about the same thing all of the time. Um, but as we always say, themes come up. As Bob Dylan used to say, themes, dreams and schemes. Anyway, over the last week, I've seen um, a competition, another photographic competition um, being promoted and just being sort of launched, I suppose. And I just want to quickly just pick up on again on this, because I think the more that we become aware that this is happening, the more we can kind of make a decision as to whether or not we decide to go with it. Anyway, competition um, being set up by a very reputable, um, very long-standing uh, institution. Some of you may recognise what I'm about to say. But anyway, if, if you enter the competition, they're going to charge you £30 to enter six images and whilst um, people are entering they're going to be sharing the standout entries on their social media on Instagram so they're going to be building a uh, library of images on their Instagram and using your work to uh, create a following on Instagram of course the idea that they're putting forward is they're promoting you but let's not be um, naive at this point this is more than just a two-way street if you win, you get an exhibit in a nationwide touring exhibition, um, £2,000 for a photographer over 30 years of age, £2,000 for a photographer under 30 years of age, um, and you get to be in their magazine, you get some media coverage, um, and you get a membership for a year. You know, £2,000 is not a lot of money for a £30 uh, entry fee. That's going to rack up pretty quick. But anyway... Where I really am with this is the judges. This work is going to be judged by a global education director, a CEO director, an editorial and commercial photographer, a photographic artist and lecturer, and a freelance arts journalist. Once again, it seems to me that the, the cards are stacked there towards a very specific type of work to come out of that. And I think it would be very interesting to see from the very traditional core base of this particular institution, the kind of work that's actually entered and the kind of work that's actually chosen. And I'd be very interesting to hear from the people whose funds go towards supporting that institution, how they actually feel about the work that is chosen. You know, why are we promoting contemporary art practice to win competitions? Why is that the dominant? What's the outcome of these competitions for that work? For me, it just keeps going straight back to that false narrative. I've got absolutely no problem with photographic competitions if they choose to exist. It's up to us whether or not we choose to enter. What we can do is we can look at the T's and C's. We can look at the return on the investment. But I think we also really need to look at these judging panels. Are they being chosen 
to create a specific outcome to help reposition the brand? Or are they being chosen to actually promote the most accomplished, strongest, interesting work that's currently being created? I have a horrible fear that it's the former. This week on um, What Does Photography Mean to Me, we're joined by Laura Al-Tantawi. She's a British-Egyptian documentary photographer, bookmaker and mentor. Born in Worcestershire in the UK, she studied in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, the US and in the UK. Laura graduated from the University of Georgia in Athens, GA in 2002 with dual degrees in journalism and political science and began working as a newspaper photographer with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and the Sarasota Herald Tribune. In 2006, she began working as a freelance photographer to enable her to work on personal projects. She completed a research fellowship at the University of Oxford in 2009 and gained an MA in Art and Media Practice from the University of Westminster, London in 2011. Her work explores notions of home and belonging and has been awarded, exhibited and published internationally, including in the New Yorker, Le Monde, National Geographic, Time, New York Times and Foam. In 2015, she released her first book, In the Shadow of the Pyramids, a first-person account exploring memory and identity that was shortlisted for the Deutsche Börse Photography Foundation Prize awarded annually to an artist of any nationality who has made the most significant contribution to photography in Europe. She subsequently self-published The People in 2015, a newsprint publication celebrating the Egyptian revolution of 2011, and Beyond Here Is Nothing in 2017, a meditation on home and belonging. In 2019, she published her fourth monograph, A Star in the Sea, a contemplation on embracing the unexpected. Hi, Grant. Um, I've been thinking about this question of what photography means to me. I mean, you think it's not something I would have to think about because it's what I actually do, but I think I needed to think about it because I've realized that what photography means to me has changed a lot over time. Well, to begin with, I never really thought I would have a life or a career where I'm engaging with photography. Um, I always had an attraction to writing in the sense that I loved expressing myself in writing and I felt like it allowed me to articulate certain things that I couldn't really say in words. Um, and when I began taking pictures when I was in university, I was doing it just to, you know, have an easy credit towards my my final uh, degree. Um, so I began my engagement with photography really as a storyteller, working with newspapers as a photojournalist, and then trying to come up with my own stories, um, telling stories of people or communities. And I think over time, after quitting my full-time job as a news photographer and you know trying to establish a career as an independent photographer my relationship changed a lot because I found that if I wanted to continue to be a photographer and do it in a way that was on my own terms that I had to really redefine what it is that photography meant to me 
And I think it's taken probably more than 10 years to get there. I mean, it sounds like a really long time, but actually it was a necessary time because that shift happened as I was personally shifting in my own life as well. So it's something that happens very much, you know, alongside myself, which is why when I talk about photography, I always say that it's personal. There is no separation between who I am as Laura El-Tantawi and between who I am as a photographer. The two identities are one and the same. And I think where I am right now is just about more about just embracing the things that come my way. And that's what my new work, A Star in the Sea, is about. It's about, you know, embracing the unexpected that actually we try to control so much in our lives, especially right now in this world where, you know, everything seems to kind of be all over the place. And I think for me, it it was always about trying to find some sense of structure. And I feel like what I'm really trying to do right now is completely abandon some kind of a structure and just allow things to come my way and embrace them and be grateful and have a sense of gratitude for what comes my way. And I think it all has to do with accepting imperfection. You know, I think we we have this idea that we want everything to be perfect. You know, I want my relationship to be perfect. I want my house to be perfect. I want my you know, my life, everybody to think that everything's really perfect, that I'm this successful person, but actually that is so far from the truth and it's so far from the reality of where things actually are. Um, And I'm really at a stage where I'm trying to embrace that right now. So over the next few years, my relationship with photography is going to change again. I think what's always going to stay with me is that photography is the most honest and authentic form of expression that I have found um, to express what it is that I want to say about the world that we live in. And it's just about having something to say. And I feel like what I have to say about the world that we live in is, you know, that it's it's a world that, you know, there's no boundaries to it in many ways and it's a world that is really quite beautiful and in my images I'm always really interested in the in the beauty of things I know that in the reality reality is a harsh can be a very harsh reality but for me photography presents an alternate vision of this reality that actually it's not about what you see it's how you see it and I choose to see the world from you know quite a lyrical poetic and more gentle way than what maybe I encounter when I'm not looking through my camera. Um, So I think photography gives me possibility. It allows me that sense that there is a possibility to look at the world from a different prism and to completely embrace it and, you know, see, see the positive side of things. Even if my work is grounded in really serious social and environmental issues that are not really happy issues, but I'm looking at them from a way where you see the beauty of things. Um, And this really appeals to me. Thank you, Laura, there for your contribution this week. Um, Apologies for a few pops there uh, through Laura's recording. They were on the original audio that she sent through, but I'm sure it didn't um, impact on your enjoyment of what she had to say. Uh, As always, so much to pick out of that. Um, A lot of themes coming up from previous 
uh, contributors trying to answer the question. Um, but I think also what I'd just like to make a point at, th at this point, I suppose, is that, you know, at the beginning of the podcast there, I was talking about this contemporary art practice thing, and I talk about it a lot, um, primarily because it seems to be a, a dominant that, I, that I, I'm, I come across. And I'm really open to all forms of photography, and I'm really open to contemporary art practice and everything that um, Laura was talking about there really resonated with me, not only with my personal work, but also with my commissioned work. And I suppose that's the area there that I'm trying to kind of regularly introduce is that uh, that thought process that those two things are not dissimilar or separated in any way. And I think the fact that Laura's work is so recognised in different areas um, perhaps um, kind of further proves my point. Anyway, uh, if you're listening to this podcast um just as it's gone live, I know a number of you do, um, I'll be up a mountain. In fact, I'll be up a mountain in the uh, mountains of Mallorca up in the northwest for a, a week's break. Uh, I'll be taking lots of photographs and I'll be doing lots of writing up there. That's um, my writing retreat. But anyway, um, so let's see what uh, it brings me from a photographic perspective and thoughts for, uh, for next week's podcast. Um, Whenever traveling, there's always two words that you should consider, and I think you know what they're going to be. Take care.